This is Drom Shakasuto. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe and like this video. With our physical eyes, we can look, we can try to find some hints, some wisdom, some depth in our work, in our actions on earth. But the truth is that we're not achieving 0.00001% out of what that really goes on as a result of our simple actions. For an example, it's written that reward for mitzvot keeping cannot be paid in this world, in this lifetime at all, at all not. Means that the reward for one mitzvah that the person kept, even one, the smallest one, the one that he was not even aware of keeping and he will still be rewarded for it, and even while he was keeping it, he was keeping it in the worst way of them all, like he was so distracted, he was so not into it. Only after the fact he will realize that there was a mitzvah in that act. Mm. Even on a mitzvah like that, a person cannot be rewarded in this lifetime. Why? Because the reward is so great that this world cannot contain the amount of bounty that supposed to arrive for the person for that mitzvah. So let's try to understand. So all the things that we desire in this world, like a very big, very nice, very updated, very wide house, a beautiful house, gigantic one, with all the view of, of all the sites, of all the pieces of lands in the whole wide world, and all the sunrises, and all the sunsets, and all the smells, and all the great bounty that the person can enjoy from in this lifetime, like all of that, to visit in all the forests, in all the fields, in all the deserts, in all the cities, in all the towns, seeing all the views, like all of that together is not the reward of one mitzvah? The answer is yes. And again, we're going and talking about the sw smallest ones of them all. So a mitzvah of learning Torah, for an example, that is included within it and holds within it and equal to all Torah keeping in a lifetime of a person, those are numbers that we cannot understand. We don't even know what we're talking about. This is why I was not afraid to say 0, 0.000, and then you can add up all the zeros that you want before you're going to say one in the end. Because sachar of mitzvot, reward for the mitzvot, in this world, you, you cannot. You cannot receive, you cannot enjoy. So yes, the greatness of our work is impossible for us to comprehend, to understand. In reality, we are making such important changes in so many upper worlds, means in so many layers, that they all relate to us. It's not like, okay, I'm doing something good here, and over there in Tel Aviv, or let's say in New York, there are going to be good changes in the world. So like, okay, I'm happy about it, but I'm not so related to that. No. 
every good thing that you do is changing the world of yours. Because the person and any creation are born to this world, are being formed into this world as a central point of the universe. Based on what Rabbi Akiva said, for an example, that he said that every person must say, all this world was not created for no other reason but for myself. And we try to understand, what does it mean? But when you look at the most simple animal or just a plant, for him, for his level of awareness, the world is surrounding him. He has that system within him, that mechanical nature that he is experiencing the world from his position and therefore the whole world around him is to serve him, is to supply for his needs. That's a natural way that the world is working by. The maker made the world to be so. And it's so deep and it's so interesting because the maker of the universe himself is the living source, the living energy that lives within us and while we are experiencing the world in our lifetime and every individual in the exact same way, we are allowing an access to the maker for the maker of the world to access creation. Because there is no king without people, without a nation. And while we are serving him and nullifying ourselves to him as much as we can, we are opening that access for his spirit to take place to be formed as well into physicality. And now to understand the chain, to understand the distance, to understand the, the process of the godly light coming down through all the layers of creation to a world of action, to Lamasya, where we are at, we're talking about endless amount of, 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 of layers that cannot be even talked about. Every one of them is, is larger and taller and longer than the universe that we know in physicality. The angels, when the Midrashim are explaining about the angel size, you, you, like, it's, it's, it's frightening to read about it, not to, to mention seeing one of them in person. Just to read those lines that are describing that the length of his heel is 500 years Long. What, the, what does it mean, 500 years long? Tall, like we were talking measures, we were talking size. Now it's 500 years. So is it light years? Like what are we talking about? And then when in the end, when we're talking, like when we are finishing the description, where every organ in the body of the angel is doubled and twice as much, many times more than the one that we just described before when we go to his leg, to his knee, to his hip, to all the organs when they're and then when we go to the head, like the numbers are, are, are tremendously big, like I, I, impossible to, to even explain them, to, to make the math. And then we're explaining, the Midrash is saying, and we're not talking about human measures. We're not talking about like our 500 years times. Right. We're talking about godly years. We're talking about Hashem's time. When it's written that every day of ours is equal to one, like 1,000 years of ours, 
1,000 days of hours are equal to one day of Hashem. So it's 1,000 times more. And again, we know that the number 1,000 does not mean 1,000. It means exaggerated, way larger. So when we understand the amazing opportunity that we have in this lifetime to make things happen, we need to be so, so grateful for the marriage. And even if we cannot see that, because if a person would just understand the greatness and the reward, not for himself, for the world, the benefit, how fruitful it is to do those great things, for eternal reward, for eternal satisfaction, for eternal joy and, 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 and attachment to the maker of the, the world, after 120, if a person would just put his mind to that thought a little bit, it will fill him with energy, with the understandings of the importance of that path. Now again, for us in this lifetime, it's very hard to grasp, it's very hard to understand. And we need to taste something, we need to understand for us to find the, the urge, the motivation to, to, to invest, to put our effort into it. Like the verse is saying, Tamu When you will taste, you will see that Hashem is good. If we don't taste, how can we how can we see? Like if we, we haven't smell any 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 sense, any 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 smell of that holiness, how we can recommend it to someone else? The truth is that it's very easy to sense the inner connection to the Maker. But there is a small coin that is blocking our vision from seeing it. Like that the sun is such a gigantic star, it's huge, but if you're going to take the smallest coin, a penny, and you're going to put it very, very close to your eye, it will block your eyesight completely, and you won't be able to see the sun. So it's a question, how can it be that such a tiny coin will cover such a gigantic star because of its closeness to your eye. So the reason we are so blind and we cannot see the truth about creation is because of the small things that are distracting our thoughts, that are blocking our eyesight. Things that are closest to us are the things that are taking the majority of our eyesight from seeing. The biggest portion of loss is because of the smallest things that are so close to us. So, it sounds like, okay, so it's like a problem, but it's not a problem, that's the solution. It means that it's in your tools, it's in your power to deal with the problem. Now you can solve it because it's close to you. Ki karov elecha hadavar, because that thing is close to you. Beficha, in your mouth, and in your heart to do. You can do it. You just need to connect your mouth to your heart. You need to connect yourself to your heart through your mouth with prayer, with the amazing power of prayer, the biggest gift that we've been blessed with. That amazing tool to carve any tunnel, to, to dig any, any, any access, any path you need. You can do it with prayer. And we are learning it from the holy sages and from our ancestors, from the main 
teachers of our nation and of the whole wide world, mainly for Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu was the master of prayer that there was no one ever in any generation that was equal to him in that power of prayer. And he was able to climb up to spiritual dimensions, to place that is called Marom, the highest level of sky, that the verse is testifying that Hashem is alone in the place that is called Marom. In that level of sky, in the highest one, Hashem is alone. But then Moshe went up to the Marom and took the tablets and went down. Moshe, by finding the way, by breaking the code, broke physicality. He broke the matrix. matrix, And he just climbed up to that zone that is beyond this world. And Elijah the prophet did the same. And many other righteous people were able to do the same thing. They were climbing the Jacob ladder. They were rising on holy chariots that are flaming from holy fire from above. If it's Hanoch, if it's Eliyahu the prophet, if it's other righteous people throughout generations that we saw, that we heard. The Baal Shem Tov. He was jumping one, from one state to the other. And we believe in that. If someone has any doubt about it, so you need to work on the basics of your faith. Because the Bible is full of stories that are way more um, uh, surprising and, and miraculous than riding a chariot and jumping from one place to the other. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to bring all the public of Israel, we're talking about more than 2.5 million people, to stand in less than two meters square. And then Yahshua did the same. And the righteous people, they have that blessing. And if you say, okay, so it's in ancient times, what are you talking about? The Baba Sali was holding a bottle and he was pouring drink for hundreds of people for one bottle. And hundreds of people would testify on those things. And if he was invited to some meal or some like mitzvah, like a brit milah or something like that, and there was no food, hundreds of people would come just to see him with no connection to the mitzvah of the brit. Like people came, the guests, the family, friends came, but then they heard in the neighborhood, in the city, the Baba Sali is here. Rivers of people joined. And the homeowner came to the Baba Sali. What are we doing? I don't know what to do. We don't have enough food for everyone. The Baba Sali told him in few situations, many stories, many testaments on those stories. And it was not only the Baba Sali. I will tell you more stories. And those righteous people, and Baba Sali told him, cover the, 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 the seal, the pot, the pot mm -hmm. cover it with a towel, and bring the uh, calf. <laughs> you forgot your English. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know you forgot your English. I'm so thankful to heaven. It's such a, it's a, it's a celebration. Again, I forgot ladle. my brain. So ladle. it's a, the spoon, the ladle. Ladle. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna use that for now. I'm gonna forget it immediately. Take it, put it under the towel that no one will see, and just from a hidden vessel pull out the blessing because it's written that the blessing is hovering upon a thing that is hidden from the eye 
If it's hidden and no one can see, you can pull out more and more and more. But you need to have the, the vessel for that. You need to have the faith for that. You need to have the right preparation for that. You have to have the mindset, the faith for that. The trust in Hashem for that. Yeah. But it does not make it impossible. It just explains to you that that is also possible. It might take you 10 years to get there, 20 years to get there, but it does not mean that it's impossible. It means that now you know what you need to work on for the next 10 years or 10 hours because a person can never know when the wonders will start hitting home. You can never understand that. Abraham and Sarah, the only reason why they were able to conceive in that time, 90 years old, 99 years old. Why? Because they never lost their trust in Hashem, that Hashem can give children. It's not a matter of nature. It's a matter of Hashem. And that's what the verse is saying. Hashem Hashem made that wonder. It was clear for them that it was Hashem's wonder. That's why, based on that faith, they were running their life. And that's why they kept that vessel running and open for them to enjoy the wonders. Now, anyone can get to that level. Because that level that is saved for the righteous ones, it's true. It's saved for the righteous ones. But the path for the righteous ones is described in Tehillim. And everyone can put his hand on a Sefer Tehillim. Everyone can purchase Tehillim. And even in the crooked, most crooked translations in English to the book of Tehillim, you can still understand the message. So you don't need to understand Hebrew. Also in English you can understand that message. That you should walk in that path of being righteous. And for you to be righteous, you need to keep your um, people around you to be right people and not wrong people, good people and not evil people. And you need to keep your mouth to run normal and decent conversations. And you have some simple explanations on that path, how you're going to walk on that road of the righteous ones. And if you do not believe in that power that is treasured within you to make wonders, so it's time to work on faith. It's really about time to work on faith. Because if we do not believe in our power for redemption to take place in our days, so what are we doing? What are we doing here? Just like acting religious? Like that's like it's, it's, it's a game? Like no, I choose. It's like to be a Republican or a Democrat. So it's secular or religious. No, I'll, I'll be religious. It's, it's not fun. It doesn't bring any good, great results in the end. Just to be religious, just, okay, I'll, I'll... Maybe it's better than to do I don't know what, but I don't know. It does not satisfy me. It doesn't give me any motivation. I feel that my connection to the maker of the universe, when I am thinking about it, it just it brings me to the beginning of my path. The beginning of my awakeness, when I realized, hey, there is a Shem, there is a Maker, there is a hidden power, there is energy. It was from the depths of darkness, from the most broken place in my life, to a certain place of epiphany, of, of great illumination. Like suddenly I found myself out of the dark, 
into the light, into a great light, into a gigantic, overwhelming light that I was not even able to handle. And the evidence for that is that I lost it. Here I'm searching for it again because it fell, but it was in my hand for a minute or two, for a week or two, for a month or a year. I was handling it. I was enjoying it. In the beginning of my tshuva, I opened books. Oh, every book was sweeter than honey. Like there was no doubt that that is the truth. Today I can open books and fill them very dry. What happened? Same books. Literally the same books. I'm still keeping those books. Same books. Same righteous author, same stories. Back then I was super inspired. Today, overwhelmed with life, with issues, with things. Why? What happened? To me, what happened? What happened to that person that he lost that point, that he lost that awakeness? What happened to him? That is a conversation that everyone should have with himself. Where am I? Where am I? Okay, so I have my errands, I have my obligations, I have my things. That was not a good enough reason for me to lose my inner connection to the maker of the universe. It's not. It's supposed to go hand in hand. I'm supposed to be able to work and to pray, to speak and to pray, to eat and to pray. I need to have the time for my meditation, for my inner awareness, finding myself, coming back to my roots. I'm supposed to do that, to be able to do so. If back then, when I would go to the mikveh, every dipping in the mikveh was so meaningful. Every time I would put my hand under the water, I had like godly thoughts were, were, were purifying, cleansing my brain. I would come out of the mikveh a different person. And today I'm finding myself in the mikveh, and I, what am I doing here? Like I'm in a rush, I have to go. So something is wrong with my mindset. Same mikveh can be the same little mikveh. What's the difference? My mindset. So it means again that it is in my power because my mind is in my power. Still, until the new world order is going to say differently. But as for now, we can still control our minds, guys. We still have time to bring redemption before they're going to take our brains out. Before DARPA comes in. Before Darth Vader comes in, what is that? Oh, so the truth is, <laughs> right? The truth is that every part, every cell in our bodies, in our soul, also our spiritual structure, is designed for our success. We are able to cross those challenges, to break those boundaries, and to get into that holy realm of truth, of reality. It is in our fingerprints. The fact that you can look at your eyes and see that, man, they're deep. Like something is going on in those pupils. Like they are learning something. Something is going on between the first temple and the second temple. And the destruction is in the brain, the Beta Tfilah, the house of prayer. And in that day, the house of prayer will be called house of prayer to all nations, means that there are two temples and a house of prayer, even for the nations. Because it will be called for all nations, means that you don't even have to be Jewish to have that access. Like the Tana Debi Eliyahu is saying, Eliyahu Anavi. 
is, is, is revealing to us that in the effort it depends how the Divine Spirit will hover upon you. Not on if you're a man or a woman, a Jewish person or non-Jew or a Gentile, if you're a slave or a, or a free person. The real truth is that it depends only in the effort, in the intention of your heart, in where you put your energy to. And it only depends in us to pull ourselves out of our own depression and sadness and fears and to climb out to the light. And the decision to become an illuminating person, it depends in your commitment to yourself, in how solid you're going to be with, with determined you're going to be with your decision making. If you're going to decide that the shacharit time that you have, 20 minutes, half an hour, you have two ways to pray. One way is just to be frustrated for not having more time, and in the end not to pray. Or to be frustrated that you cannot do it in a synagogue, and then to lose the prayer for that. Or that you're going to see those 20 minutes that you have as the most precious 20 minutes of your life, that now you have those 20. You can do the same with five. Even though the 20 is not enough, and you need three hours for Tfilat Shacharit, it's the truth. That's the minimum. But the truth, real truth, is that you can access the highest level of them all in a blink of an eye. And you don't need one hour, and you don't need a minute for that. It depends in your acceptance like conversion. Like the, the Gemara is telling us that there is a side of conversion that the person like Abraham Avinu will take the conversion on himself. Of course that today the Halakha is not permitting that kind of conversion and because of last events we know exactly why. But in reality we know that there is that crack, there is that window of opportunity for a person to accept on himself the yoke of heaven and to be fully accepted by the maker of the universe, even if he's doing it on his own, all alone. Like Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish, the head of the robbers. He was a criminal before he did tshuva. <laughs> he was the, the main pirate. He was Jack Sparrow. He was the one to do the worst things of them all. Always they were talking about him and calling him Sakinai. How you say Sakinai? A person that always with a knife. How, how are you going to call that person? A knifer. <laughs> like he was, he, he was the Shochet. He was the one with the knife. Like that how he was being called all his life. The one with the knife, Sakinai. And that person, when he took upon himself to do tshuva and to come back to Hashem, in a moment, there were wonders around him that proved the fact that he was, that he achieved that goal, that he became one with Hashem. It's in our power to get to those levels. Now, a person is trying. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, for an example, is bringing that in Likutem Oran 
and talking about a person that is working <coughs> years and years and years and putting so much effort and praying and he sees that his prayers are not being answered and that the effort that he is putting into Avodat Hashem is not fruitful. He cannot see no light and he is about to give up. But Rabbi Nachman is saying you should know that all those obstacles are only there to build you. They're here to guide you, to aim you to the right path for you finally to reach the right axis that belongs to you based on the root of your own soul. If I'm going to do the same thing that someone else in this room will do, we will not get the same results. The results will come based on how truthful we're going to be, how honest we're going to be, how <laughs> kind we're going to be. And that cannot be equal between two different people doing the exact same thing. Because you feel more related to a certain mitzvah than I, and I feel strongly that I need to go do something else. And both are mitzvot. But you don't understand my understanding, and I can never understand yours. Therefore, you must, every, each and every one of us must, 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 must start counting on ourselves and start building our own self-esteem for us to be able to make the right de decisions in our lifetime. For us to be able to march on that path that belongs to us based on the root of our soul. So for an example, if in your soul there is a nature that came to you because of your ancestors that belongs to a certain family in the tribes of Judah or from a different tribe, you have some from tribe of Ephraim, some from tribe of, Men of, of Menashe, some from tribe of Zvulun, I don't know. It's very possible that inside of you there is a great mix of tribes of, from tribes of Israel. It's very easy that, that people throughout all generations in the past, 500 years ago, 700 years ago, 1500 years ago, got married with different people from different tribes. And all their seed, all their connection to the tree of life where they came from, now is installed inside your DNA and especially your spiritual DNA in your soul. And you have an inner access to those ancient archives into that gigantic endless wisdom that goes to the beginning of all beginnings to Adam and Eve. And even to the time when Adam and Eve were a whole, where one human was one creation. They were one creation. You know why Hashem split them and made them into two? Because when they came down to Garden of Eden, from heaven, from the Sea of Souls, in a form of light, as one being, all their surroundings, all the angels, everyone mistaken them to be Hashem. They thought it's Hashem, we see Hashem. They thought that Adam and Eve's perfection was Hashem. So Hashem had to make a change, and therefore He put sleep onto Adam, and Adam fell asleep, and then it was already clear it's not Hashem. Because Hashem, Hashem never goes to sleep. And there, that one fell asleep, it's not Hashem. So now, come back to your simple senses and understanding 
the soul of Ad, that Adam and Eve is treasured within you. The fact is that you're human and you're alive. That godly light that angels mistake to be Hashem, God Himself, is inside of you. That's why when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Mount Sinai and he was talking to the people, they were blinded. They could not see his face. Why? Because his soul was shining. His soul was shining. And when your soul is shining, no one can stand your way. No one can stand in your way. No one is ever, will be ever able to, to contain, to maintain, to hold your light. Because your light is the godly light, is the light of Hashem. And Hashem said, Betoch ami anochi roshavet, inside my people I live. Asuli mishkan veshachanti betocham, build the temple and I will live among you. Among us, we already built the temple. The first one and the second, we did it, we built the mishkan. And Hashem is already within us, inside our souls, trapped in our physicality as well. In all your pain, in all your struggles, in all your constrictions, he is constricted as well. He feels that pressure as well with you. But listen, he is there with you. Yeah, he is suffering with you. Yeah, you are suffering. Yeah. But do you understand who is with you in the cell? Not the prison, prison manager. The maker of the world. Look how foreign that concept became to us to understand that we have an inner access to the maker of the universe. So for that we got the Bible, for that we got the Torah, for that we got the Tzadikim, that we will be able through their tales, through their stories, through their real true history, learn about our true potential. Not about their history. If it would be a history book, so then the purpose was to learn history. But it's not a history book. God forbid to say that it's a history book. It's a life-guiding book. It's the book of life. It's the key for your inner access to Hashem. Full of advice, full of wisdom, full of content that is reviving. So what is the message? The message is that a person should always ask, when my actions will become like the actions of my ancestors. That's not a fantasy. That's not a dream. Unless you want to say, God forbid, that the Torah is a fantasy book. Not in my life. In my life, it's the book of life. It's the real plan of how a person should be. If I'm going to work on my attributes based on the learning that I will take out from Abraham and Sarah's story, from Yitzhak and Rivka's stories, from Yaakov and Rachel and Leah's story, I'm going to become a better person. And if I will walk in the path of the righteous ones, the same blessing that was promised to them to follow their children will find me. Because I am that edge of those tiny branches of that oak of life, of that great tree of life, the tree of the family of Israel. That's who we are. And that's why that promise is so 
it's pushing us to the edge. It's forcing us to change. The potential of ours is screaming, pick me up, take me already. Because Hashem is waiting with us, but without our aruta diltata, awakeness from the bottom, there is no way for an awakeness from above. Because if it would all depend in an upper awakeness, then Hashem would not wait those almost 6,000 years that we are here on this planet. He would bring the redemption on the spot. On the moment of creation, He would bring the redemption. But He brought us to a certain place that we will have to sin and that we will break. And after breaking, we will have to recover. And after recovering, we will correct and fix. And then the redemption will be even greater than it was in the ideal place in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve were all alone over there, surrounded with goodness. The level of after the correction will be tremendously higher than the beginning. The maker of the universe will not invest in a gigantic factory with a lot of investments, with a lot of losses, with a lot of, of, of troubles, with a lot of difficulties, if not for a gigantic, enormous gain. He would never do so just to bring it all back to zero. We were at zero. At zero, coming back to zero, what's the deal? It's only a loss. It cannot be. We must be rewarded generously in the end. Not as if, where are you going to put all that money that we were talking about? It's not in cash. Where are you going to fit all those pleasures? It's not into your body. It's about the upper awareness while being connected to infinity. A higher level of awareness to any moment that you ever experienced in your lifetime, in this lifetime and in others, means in all the moments that your soul ever experienced, since the moment of its formation into a soul from being part of infinity in the sea of souls, in days of Kedem, in real ancient time before creation, in any moment that your soul ever experienced any kind of experience, that she was hova, havaya, feeling, being, in any form, she will be redeemed. Means that the reward of endless pleasure that your soul is about to receive for any mitzvah or for any merit that you are involved with, that you had any touch connection to, is not only in your lifetime, it's to your soul. And you will have access to that eternal knowledge and joy and satisfaction that will be belong to all those different souls that you imagine to be divided from because of the forgetfulness of yours that you don't remember that you were also in that body and in that generation you don't remember but when the screen will be removed and we will get the access to who we really are spiritually 
then we will be also rewarded for being those good and kind people that we were throughout all the generations. And we will enjoy such prosperity that is beyond measure, this is beyond space and time. So now everyone will enjoy infinity. Even the one that made only one mitzvah throughout all his lifetimes, he will enjoy infinity on that mitzvah. But add up to that, the millions or maybe billions of mitzvot that we kept, regular people, just random normal people that had the privilege to be in the land of Israel, learning a little bit of Torah, being nice to people, washing our hands before eating, saying Birkat Amazon, keeping millions of mitzvot, giving charity, even without intention. Just like, by the way, helping a person, okay, yeah, take that dollar, take that half dollar, whatever, our spare change. Gigantic mitzvot that we shall be rewarded for, and that will be our share in the world to come. To be pleasured means to see the greatness of our Maker, means to experience His unconditional love in all those numerous occasions that we were potentially able to see His grace and to enjoy His greatness. So for that we're here. To keep on doing good things, to keep on rolling those amazing wheels to that great future of complete redemption that will begin in our generation in a certain moment, in that future to come, but will hit waves in circles, expanding waves that will cover the whole world. And then we will be rewarded for tikkun kola olamot, correction of all the worlds, and aliyat kola olamot, and the rising of all the worlds, all the worlds, exactly as we just described. All of them will rise, means we'll experience redemption. So if there was a kid that was struggling on the way to Auschwitz, and he was executed, and his family were executed, and everyone died, but they had two years of suffering before that horrific moment, you're going to see in the future to come that all those two years and all the years before, all of them will be break into moments. And what's the length of a moment? As a blink of an eye. As the time that it takes to say in Hebrew, rega, a moment. That's the time that will, that, that piece in time will be granted, will be rewarded. So that kid will see the redemption and will experience the revenge and all salvation and the building of the temple in any of those moments of his lifetime. Not only in one, not in the final one, not only after suffering 70 years, then you will be rewarded. After 70 years, you will be rewarded for every moment and moment of your life to enjoy the resurrection of the dead and the complete salvation and redemption and the gathering of all the lost tribes back to the land of Israel and accepting the face of Mashiach for every moment of your soul lifetime. Not one for all. Once for each. That's big. And it's happening. And it's prepared. 
And it's being prepared by our good deeds and actions. So it's worth it to put the effort towards working on ourselves and bringing out our true potential, out to the light, uncovering, uncovering our true nature, our godliness, our soul, true power to light, to shine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.